Hey, Derek. Hey, buddy. time it is? Hey, uh, I, uh, uh, shack time. Miller time. <laughs> Beer All 30. All right. Let me in lay a, something down on you, okay? In a rare turn of events, Tony Welchel is drinking before Derek Vance. This is good shit right here. This is truly lemonade, black cherry. Good stuff. Let me lay something down on you, okay? Tomatoes are fruit. Is that right? I, I believe that's what I was told. Yes. So ketchup. That's a jelly. Oh, no. Are you blown? Mind blown. How am I friends with you? Isn't <laughs> cookie dough just like a dessert version of sushi? Oh, n- no. Don't ever say yeah, dessert. Buddy, you know don't say, it is. Don't say dessert sushi in the same word. Like, that's that sounds awful. That Be- tomato jelly one, though. Hey, I know you know that that, that blew your fucking mind. That's just stupid. Welcome to the DTS podcast. <laughs> yeah, this I is- mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to listen to that shit from you, bud. I mean, here, ketchup jelly. What are you going to put on it? Ketchup jelly. I'm on just toast? saying if, if grapes are jelly, strawberry jelly, you know, peaches jelly. So just because something is a fruit doesn't mean there is then a jellied version of that. fruit. If, if you make it into a liquidish, you know, sub sub solid Liqu- and you put it in English. a bottle, uh-huh. it's now a jelly. I think there's more to it that makes it a jelly than just putting it into Why a bottle. Why don't you just Google it? What makes something a jelly? Why don't you just figure it out? All right, I sure you're gonna have to tighten this up. What hey, I just want everybody to know that I can. Uh, Derek, what were you saying? Uh, Talk me through it here, big boy. Uh, what is it? Do? <laughs> hey, do you guys know that I can just mute Derek like that? <laughs> I can just mute him. Fuck him. Hey, he's back. How you doing? In jelly, the fruit comes in the form of fruit juice. Yeah. Jam. The fruit comes from a. Fruit pulp or crushed fruit. Wow. Well, okay. All right. So, so ketchup is a jam. You could make the argument that you could make ketchup a jam. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, listen. Ketchup is my jam, baby. Oh my god. This is this is exhausting. <laughs> this is fucking exhausting. Being my friend. All of it. Maybe all of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's the DTS podcast. Let's play the music. It's a terrible cold open. <laughs> What up, my dude, Derek? Uh, hi, Tony. You're excessively animated tonight. Yeah, dude, we're on a level here. <clears throat> You're on a level that I am not on. Are, are you, have you ever been on a level? I, I have been on a level, yes. Is it like the level up? Show. Podcast. Podcast. There it is. <laughs> Shout outs to my boys. <laughs> I hate Mondays nope. and Tuesdays. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. sorry. Can't go there. Okay, listen, this is the DTS podcast. That stands for Derek and Tony because that's our names. I'm I'm Derek. Hello, I'm Tony. Wait. You fucked me oh, up I'm again. Tony. Hello, I'm Derek. Good to see okay, you. Hello, Tony. Yep. It's weird that I introduce myself first, but your name comes first. That's because the D's always first, baby. <laughs> Listen, the real reason is because we can't have the TDS podcast. The touchdown podcast. That doesn't sound that's The titties podcast. Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's not. That's Tony, you're in a white shirt tonight, and I appreciate it. I was wearing a polo until about 20 minutes ago. 
were you looking like a real good EWA or what? <laughs> I'm just doing Can my you talk to me here. about the date? Can you tell me about the date? Uh, yeah. So the reoccurring theme on these dates so far, as I've <laughs> described on the show, is that um, I always know them somehow, right? Sure. There's I've a, there's a through know. line somewhere. Yeah. There's a seven degrees of Kevin Bacon thing going on here. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so, six degrees, but yeah. <laughs> I Listen. <laughs> I'm seven. Okay. Right, I've sure. measured. It's not six. It's seven. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Centimeters. Yeah. Uh, and so this one gal I've been talking to a little bit, she's, she's pretty cool. She's chill. Um, you know, doesn't, doesn't seem like just a, a fucking ditch. So, uh, okay. Always a yeah. good thing. Well, that, that's what these things end up being. I've, I've explained my theory that it seems like women actually want to have sex more than men on these like tender type apps in my experience. Um, but that's just me. Maybe maybe I'm doing the world a service by, you know, laying it down on some sixes and sevens. But it's more like um, fours and fives. But yeah, okay. Well, listen, it's all subjective. NBFD. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I uh, meet up with this gal today at, at one of the places here in town. Social distancing. Sure. Don't worry, guys. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, turns out she works same place my mom worked. And so she's talking to her mom. She says she's talking to her mom on the way to the date. And, you know, mom wants to know what's going on in case, you know, she doesn't show back up and never, she's never heard from again or whatever. So she tells him my name. And mom says, well, I know that name. It says mom, Barb. She goes, I, I don't know. And so she does a little Facebook stalking. Sure enough. Old Barb. Yep. Old that's, Barb. that's my mom. We do know Barb. Turns out uh, this girl's mom and my mom work together for like. 30 years. Wow. That's a long and time. And that this girl knows my mother, Great. Uh, as a matter of fact. So I immediately took that as an opportunity to just literally take a picture of her, send it to my mom and say, do you, Can know you this confirm person? this person's real? Yeah. Do you know she this says, person? Oh, yeah. No, I know. I know old. Uh, Whatever. Her name is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know her mom, too. I go, great. Well, this, this is date's over. a little awkward. Yeah, this date's over. Um, it turned out to be good. We we had a good little conversation. We got a lot going on with kids and stuff. Uh, s- similarities. So there's going to be a second date. Oh, wow. You know, a two dater. Yep. She She's old school. But she want to take it slow. She didn't want to come back to the house. She didn't want to, you know. Get, get some ice cream. She, yeah, she didn't want to uh, go to France. If you know what I'm saying? Bob on the cone. Yeah, she she didn't want, want to engage in any fellatio or anything she, like she that. She didn't want so. to take off the face mask. She wore a face mask the entire time. <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> Listen, it, I, I felt bad about going out given the situation, and we're going to jump right into some COVID talk. But uh, the places in Indianola are, are reasonably doing a good job. Like, we were well over six feet away from other people. Um, the, the waiters had gloves and masks on. Like, you know, it was all kosh. Okay. So. Uh, that's that was my date. Not not a lot to talk about. No nothing exciting. I've had a couple bad dates recently though. Do you want to hear about those? No, I would like to just go right into the COVID stuff. Okay, well let's go ahead and just do that then. I, I almost get sick of talking about it, but it, it it seems like we need to, right? Well, I mean, here's the deal: if cases are going down, it's it, it the talk goes down. If the cases are going up, bud, we're talking about it. And guess what? cases are up um it's weird that we are do you ever just think about how like we're continuing to reopen things are getting laxer you're seeing people out in public at like 
beaches and restaurants and and social places um but it's by far worse than it's ever been in the country doesn't that just shock you it does yeah it it is a little mind fucky but here we are we're nearing three thousand three million cases in the country actually today United States set a record over 50,000 brand new cases. Um, now, 50,000, you're thinking to yourself, oh, we got 3 million cases, we got 140,000 dead, blah, blah, blah. But 50,000, that's more cases than the first two entire months that this thing was a pandemic. So oh boy. just put put that on you. 50,000 is more than, uh, by far more than half of the entire world of countries. So it's getting bad. Our positive test count is going through the roof percentage-wise. So old Trump's out there like, hey, you test more people, you're going to find more. Well, it turns out more people have it. You test at a higher percentage, which is exactly what's happening. It's right. over double what we were in you know, May. So some shit's going down. Uh, but old Kim Reynolds, she's got us taken care of, right? Because she's going to send the kids back two days a week. Kids are going back to school two days a week. Well, that's, the, the, that's the rule in the Des Moines area. That it's it's up to I think different counties can make different provisions. Is that how it's going to work? Let's not act like Kim couldn't just put the kibosh on it, though. Do you think that's the right call? Fuck no, man. Do you, do you think? Oh, no, I'm saying. Do you think not having school at all is the right call? No, they need to do school from home. You think they should just do five, five days a week from home? Absolutely. Instead of one day a week. Absolutely. Are they doing one day a week and four days at home? Is that the plan? Uh, so the news bulletin that got put out by Des Moines Public Schools is that the current go forward plan is that your children will be attending school two days a week and they will be uh, doing uh, online classes two other days a week. Got it. So, so still four days a week. Somehow we lost a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which – Makes sense, right? I mean, four tens that we're doing right now, bud. <laughs> Listen, that's that's not how it's going to work out at oh, all. Oh shit! Because uh, uh, let me tell you something. My kids did about an hour of work a day when that was supposed to be like an entire day's worth of work at the mm. end of this past school year. So um, it's a little fucked up. I'm, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I've got I've got a, just a, an amazing ex wife that does not work. Yep, and uh, she stays home all fucking day. Absolutely. This uh, pandemic's no different for her than the rest of her last 10 years of her life. And uh, so this doesn't impact me, but people, one, that use daycares, that's a problem. People that are going to have to work from home or adjust their work schedule because their kids are going to be home, that's a problem. At-home daycares, of which that's pretty much a majority of everybody in Indianola is an at-home daycare. We have one actual daycare in Indianola that I'm aware of. The rest of it's all at home. I actually talked to the daycare lady that watches uh, Carly's kids, and um, she is not licensed, as a lot of in-home daycares are not, which means that this increased work, they're not going to be getting paid for or supplemented for. So that then goes on to the parents. Um, And then also, like, I know a couple in-home providers here in town that they uh, do before and after school care, but they work from home during the day, like side hustle. You know, they sell shit on eBay or they do Etsy or they, um, you know, they make tumblers with designs and stuff like that. So that's going to impact their business. It, the whole thing's kind of fucked up. Yep. 
What any news on your kids there in the Kellogg? No, no, I mean, there's no school in Kellogg. It's in Newton here, but uh, the district administration has not posted anything yet. I presume that yeah. the, I presume they will not post anything as far as announcement goes until late July uh, to early as August probably, um, which that's that's fine. Uh, I, I really don't foresee that the the news being much better <laughs> than what yeah. it is up in Des Moines. Um, and yeah, when you when you talk about someone who doesn't have, uh, I, I say luxury, someone who doesn't have the ability to work from home, I, I, that's not really what I've been doing. We're, we're two weeks on, two weeks off for furlough. That's a little different if we were to yep. go back to full time. Um, but you know, my wife, it works. You know, so like, unless one of us really is here to make sure this is happening, like. Th- everything's going to change again. Like uh, a new normal we already created is about to not be in existence. Well, and employers are really the ones that are at the detriment here. Um, You know, as flexible and as bend over backwards as some employers have been, it's only going to continue when the school year starts. Like it's going to be worse. Yeah. Like, Oh, Hey, you can't come to work today because your kids are home. Like we get that like that. The average good employer is not going to, you know, take that out on you they're gonna try to work with you but at the detriment of the company i'm sure so but who who knows i mean and now today there's news coming out that scientists have at the cdc have confirmed a mutation of of covid19 that is more infectious right and is spreading from the east coast it's more infectious and they believe that it's impacting uh more isolated groups by age including young people fantastic not only is there now a new strand of the flu coming out of China uh, that the president can be a fucking racist cunt about um, that that has the potential of a pandemic, according to the World Health Organization, as if this fucking year couldn't get any worse. Right. Here comes the, you know, the mutated version of Corona uh, across the country that is more infectious, uh, if not, um, luckily, not not as any more fatal. So it's uh- I mean. Every it, week we think it couldn't get more fucked up, right? I, I, I have yet to I've yet to really feel that we're gonna have a week where something doesn't go batshit crazy. Like we entered a new month, right? Yep. And it's now what, motherfucker what? You know, like it's just shit's gonna keep getting fuckery. Yeah, like any news channel you turn on, they talk about COVID. And it's even on Fox News, even Fox, the most Republican Trump kissers in the world are even like it's still getting worse. But you got the vice president who's apparently ahead of the COVID task force uh, by by rights. Is there still one? Apparently there is. He's mm-hmm. out there today on the campaign trail. He's in Florida, the hottest of hotspots. Oh, yeah. Uh, among the country. And you know what this motherfucker says? Mike Pence. Oh, no, we're winning the battle with COVID. Sure we are. We are definitively winning the battle with COVID. Are you fucking shitting me? I can tell you as, and and I'm not, I will admit this, uh, and knowing that I'm in the wrong here and should not be doing this, but we went out to eat, you know, and we, yeah. we're not wearing masks when we go out to eat. We've been to the store. Sure. We're not wearing masks when we go to the store. We have become lax in our household of going places and not taking the proper precautions. And it's not that we don't care because believe me, I I for sure give a fuck. It's just, I think the, it it is, 
I don't want to sound like an, an EWA. It is exhausting living within a pandemic, like trying yeah. to corral children to wear a mask, to go anywhere, to do anything after being cooped up for four months is a lot of work. And well, it's just and- easier to be a lazy piece of shit. And I, I should not be that way. And neither should you. No. I would agree. Not not just you, as in you telling me, but you I as mean, in you everybody. The people, yes, I, not um, just you. You, you the people. Who are we talking about? You people. Uh, but I think some of that, not to play the blame game, but I think some of that does fall on the government. Oh. Um, wh- why don't people wear masks? There's a lot of reasons. One, it's not mandated. Now, some states actually in the last few days have started to mandate it. Um, but A, it's not federally mandated. You can't get in trouble if you don't wear a mask. Like maybe maybe some Karen tells you off at the supermarket or whatever, right. but it's not required. But also, they're not that comfortable. I mean, in the midst of a pandemic, you would think that the government would be issuing these masks. Like I could just go to a place that the government has set up and I could get the standard mask that everybody should be required to wear. I shouldn't have to decide like which one on Amazon. Hey, my, my, like they're comfortable. my neighbor sewed this one. I got this one from yeah, the store. This one's made out of old underwear. Yeah. This one over here, I, I got off a shelf and they charged me $6 for it. Yeah. They should just be provided. And I agree. the fucking government hasn't made that happen. And we know where that starts with, with the mask situation, but if it was one required or even I think if it wasn't required, but they were just given out and recommended, people would do it far more. But the f- people you hit them in the pocketbook like I don't want to spend six or seven dollars, if not more on Amazon for like a, a fully fabric mask. But I also don't want to spend ten dollars and buy a pack of 50 that I don't fucking need. Right. And so it's just that is the culture and that is the in, entitlement we all feel as Americans is we yep. live this way forever. So why, you know, why change it? And in and, and creating change takes a lot longer than months. You know what I mean? So um, I need to get better about what I'm doing as far as taking care of myself and not taking my kids out to the stores and things of that nature. But um, yep. especially in summertime, it's tough, man. It is really tough. And it's about to get yeah. even tougher if we can't send them back to school. Yeah, and I've I've left the kids at home. If I had something I needed to go get from Walmart, I'm doing a lot more online shopping. And your kids um, are a little older, so that's a little easier for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your kids are definitely you would not be a good idea to leave them no, at home. Not at all. Um, on the trade off, you do have another parent in the house. So. Sometimes, yeah. That's yeah. that's usually what we try to do. Is like one of us will go into the store, one of us will stay home. Me being the hey, person who that, wants to go get COVID today. One, two, three, not it. Me being the person that used to work at at the Hy-Vee is usually the one that uh, that goes. But you know where not to get the COVID in the hive, right? <laughs> I don't. You know where not to get the cove in the hiv. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. Nope. I'm just saying that's the that's the logic. Is you used to work there, so clearly you're going to know where not to catch COVID inside of a high. Oh, got it. I was like, are you yeah. making a, an AIDS joke right now? I'm not. I'm not sure. No, you do call it the HIV though. I do call it the HIV. Yeah, I applied at Hive this week. Good job out of you. Keep yourself busy. Walk that ass off. Yeah. Um, that that is actually the that's, one of the reasons. Like yeah. a little extra money ain't going to hurt nobody, but I I got to do something, especially if. I'm going to be at home for another few months, which does seem to be the case I mean, nationwide, along with a lot of other uh, 
a lot of other companies. Nationwide actually announced for their San Antonio and their Scottsdale, Arizona offices. So Texas and Arizona, two of the biggest hotspots in the country. They just said, fuck it. We're not going to keep pushing back openings week to week. Guess what? All you motherfuckers are working home till the end of November. Right. At minimum. And and they were very clear that they're not going to reopen if just like some sort of magic spell is cast and COVID goes away. Sure. You're you're at home till November. They they shut the buildings down, um, send people home effective next week. So I think the I think the same thing's gonna happen here in Des Moines. They reopened it. Like I haven't I haven't reached out to Garrett, who would probably be somebody that would know sooner than later, but I imagine that they're gonna be reclosing our campus. Um it, the problem is they take cues a lot from the the state leadership and our State leadership is basically just Trash. pretending nothing's going yeah. on. Bad. So, yeah, yeah it's a uh, man. It's a deal. It, it is a fucking deal out there. This it's crazy to think that the shit that we've lived through, right? The shit that in 30 years we can tell our kids and our grandkids like, hey, we lived through this. You know, there's the first black president. There's 9-11. There's the Iraq war. But this is going to be the one, right? Like you would think so. The year of 2020. Let me tell you what, kids. Yeah, it's been six months, and and it's not. It has yet to relent. No, and you got travel bans from Europe. Um, other countries are now uh, countries, not just countries, but continents. Uh, Asia is on the on the midst of banning travel to Asia. So I mean the the shit, dude. The shit. It's everywhere. But hey, listen, we got to be extroverts. That's that's our livelihood. Good. What do you know about this Facebook boycott? I see everyone jumping on on the bandwagon of not advertising on Facebook anymore, which seems like the right call. Yeah, so Facebook's the people are putting their money where their mouth is, and it's not just you know medium sized companies. Now it's the big boys. It's Coke. It's Starbucks. It's Sony, Target, Sony. Um, they just gosh, on board. Verizon. I mean, listen, if there's a big company that advertises on Facebook. They are not paying Facebook anymore, effective July 1st. Apparently, there's a, a big collaborative boycott going on because they're basically putting Facebook's feet to the fire. And uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg and fam, they have been very unresponsive about filtering um, and otherwise you know, banning or removing posts that are hate-driven, hate speech. Um, and they're hiding behind the First Amendment, which... I, th- I think is a whole different conversation, you know, but yeah, there's a lot of toxicity that's on Facebook and these companies are like, Hey, we're not going to give you money when you maybe don't outright support it, but you're completely passive about the fact that people are being extremely toxic to groups of individuals, groups of professionals, like for example, police, um, and just talking a lot of shit, saying a lot of nasty stuff. And you're not, creating algorithms to filter that you're not um, deleting posts you're not uh, restricting people or shadow banning people from posting these things like i think it's the right call you got uh pfizer big uh, big pharmaceutical company yeah. there clorox starbucks coca-cola target sony um i think it's more than 300 different companies out there now saying that they're uh jumping on the on this bandwagon which <clears throat> <laughs> The thing about this that is economically pretty crazy to think about is, you know, if 
if everybody doesn't do it, nobody's actually being hurt by it. Right. I mean, the whole idea of advertising is that you're getting a leg up on your competition. Well, if no nobody that is your competition is advertising on Facebook either, you're net neutral. You know, nobody's hurting for it. You're, you're actually just all together. You're all saving billions of dollars. You know what I mean? I think the thing for me is it seems in this year, every time we turn around, there's a new hashtag that is supporting some kind of cause. So we are oh, bouncing yeah. around all these different things that we want to get changed and is there really change happening? No, I mean that's it, the hard part, right? Like this this is like, where you start to call me an EWAs cuz listen, let's not talk about it, let's be about it. Well, and, and the thing for me is like and, and I think this still needs to be talked about, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement was so hot in June and I mean really, Tony, you see much about it? No, I mean really really did kind of fizzle out which we we talked about it. I I talked about it like this is a really important issue that I think at a systematic level is going to get some traction. But the headlines and everybody wanting to be everybody's friend, that's really died out. Yep. You're know, like, hey, my buddy, you know, if, if I'm a black guy, like, hey, all my white friends supported me for like a week and a half and they went to a couple protests. But that got pretty inconvenient pretty fast. Right. And that's that's the thing is, like, I just want to make sure that, A, we are still focused as a country on the things that need to be changed taking money out of Mark Zuckerberg's bank account and making sure that he is holding people accountable for spewing hatred. Hey, I'm all about it. But are, are we actually making change or are we just, are we just doing this on the, on the surface? Is it all surface level? I, I do think that some good changes happened. I would argue very much that at surface level, yeah. but that is like the removal of certain statues and monuments. Like in, like in Delaware, they had that whipping post that was in the middle of a very large state park and that whipping post that they would obviously attach black people to and just whip the fucking shit out of them back in the day. Somebody some at some time thought, you know what? That's a historical monument and we need to put a big fence around it and put a plaque there and, and keep it forever like no they took it down they destroyed it like that that was probably the right call right like why would you even need that right um and you cannot make an argument about keeping things that refer to racism as like hey this is like where we came from you know what i mean like we got to remember how bad things were so that we don't do them again like i don't i don't buy into that sure i just think the that we just need to make sure that we are as a whole, as a country, putting our best foot forward and, and making sure that we are supporting the causes and, and trying to still create real change. Yeah, I agree with you. We, we talked about it. It's it's systematic and it starts at local local levels. So when I see that communities are putting together funds and they're and they're taking down some of these like racist monuments or things that are derivative of black culture in a negative way, um, I think that those are the wins you kind of need. But I, you mentioned this is our country's culture not not that we embrace racism as a country but our country's culture is giving up when you know when the iron cools off yep we not are putting we are, it back in the fire letting it heat back up striking it again we're very we just uh, we're, we're very I, I don't remember the expression that he used but a history teacher in high school uh we're like the microwave generation you know heat it up real fast oh, yeah. and move on yep yep you're right you're right. That's total. That's a very good way to explain what's going on in the world today, at least in America. Yep. Um, some less heavy news. Some less heavy news. Yeah. 
Yeah, less heavy news. Fallout. Well, Fallout is a pretty heavy series. It is, but it's a pretty heavy series of games. Yeah, uh, there's a TV series being developed by the old uh, Amazons. Yeah, so being developed uh, by the people that created the Westworld, uh, Jonathan Nolan and oh. uh, his his partner Lisa. Um, so okay. I mean, so they, they're gonna have one good season, and then I'm not gonna understand anything. I, I was just gonna say, I watch I watch one good season of Westworld. I haven't went back to it. I want to, but I haven't. Um, I love this idea. You're not missing nothing, bud. I, I love this idea. I think Fallout is rich with a world full of characters that you could really you know sink your teeth into. Uh, but it does seem like you could also get lost in the woods very easily, um, depending on the different vaults and things of that nature. So exciting. But again, I've never watched anything Amazon's ever done for original programming. So Amazon might not be the place for oh, me man. to watch it, but I just don't. Yeah. They're pretty hit or miss, to be honest. Like I, I liked, and the biggest thing I would say about Amazon is they're not consistent. Like I liked um, Man in the High Castle, but by like the third or fourth season, that was garbage. Uh, John Goodman had that uh, political show that was pretty good. The first season, Goliath with uh, Billy Bob Thornton was pretty good for a couple seasons, and it fell off. Um, Bosch and Jack Ryan are probably the two shows that I really like a lot that are Amazon original. So they got some good bangers, but uh, I, I don't think they're on that Netflix level of of catch me and hook me and keep me coming back. Um, but Fallout has a very rich history in the gaming community. It's very flushed out, very lore heavy. So yeah, I think there's some stuff to explore there, and it's it's basic enough of a concept that people can get it but it is executed well enough in the video games that i think you can really build around it well and it's it's like far-flung future but still retro like cyberpunk meets post-apocalyptic meets like monsters right right and and so it's I'm good with that. I just, I, I think that there's a lot to be, be to be done there. So I, I'm excited to see what becomes of it. Um, I won't hold my breath though. Yeah. And the other thing that I like about fallout that I think they could lean into that the games don't lean into as much are the factions. You know, you have like the paladins and you have uh, uh, the, the, the vault hunters and you have, uh, like I can't brother, think of you got like the brotherhood and uh, in, 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 the in, guys that wear the, you know, the, the, the cowboy yes. hats or whatever. Oh, you got the sure. armor suit guys. Those are the paladins. But yeah, so there's, there's kind of these factions that I think you can really bring to life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this. Jesus. I'm excited for this. I, I don't know what it's going to be about or how how well it's going to be received in today's much more, butthead. More, much more PC culture. But yeah, a, a Beavis and Butthead reboot or new episodes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in for this that is, for sure. This is so great because, I mean, do you remember when MTV was like great the adult swim before adult swim yeah mtv was like adult the, swim and, and comedy central really before before yeah, yeah they had like beavis and butthead they had daria i mean they had they had some bangers they, of animated I, I mean, shows shit, they had some of the original reality tv shows they you know yep. music fucking videos like my what god the fuck happened to mtv from the 90s man like trl reality shows world 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 rules i mean they were on that shit before it was ever popular. It, it, they, listen, they got. I think the, you could trace back a lot of what we watch today to MTV, couldn't you? Oh, easily. Yeah, I, for I sure. bet somebody could do that. Yeah, um, some sort of TV historian. But yeah, Beavis and Butthead, man, 
that was like the shit you would sneak and watch. Fuck, make I, sure your parents don't know you're I didn't watching have to it. Sneak and watch it. I got to watch it. Oh, okay, there you go. See, like I, I remember when I was God, it was probably on when I was like eight or nine, and my brother would let me watch with him sometimes, and it got pretty serious. I mean, besides the fact that Beavis and Butthead were just fucking just outrageous, they would sit down and watch those music videos, and it was on, and the music was uncensored. You see, chicks. Oh, By yeah. today's standards, it was pretty tame. But yeah. back then, like, there was a level of implied nudity that uh, got your boy rocked up. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, you're talking this this show. <laughs> this is crazy, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this your way. Uh, give me a date of when you think Beavis and Butthead technically premiered. Ninety three. It is ninety three. Short film in ninety two. Oh, wow. Uh, right. March of ninety three. Now tell me how many episodes of Beavis and Butthead they made. I bet there's like 40. It's not many. 252 episodes. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. What the fuck did they? This is like South Park, so man. I'm going to run this down for you. So season one, three episodes. Season two, I'm just going to go in order. So three, 26, 31, 32, 50, 20, 41, 97 it ended. They brought it back in 2011 with for 22 episodes. And now we're back here again to do however many more they're going to do. I think this is probably a money grab for MTV in all honesty. Um, Great. I'm good. I think that they would be a lot better off selling the rights to Netflix and having it done, done up the right way. But Uh, maybe I think it's a money grab. It'll probably be around a season. It's like, it's like the reboots of Jersey shore for crying out loud. Like they're just trying to live the glory days, you know? I'm I'm just excited um, to see what what they try to do with it. I he was a butthead. Um, you know the 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 games, the the yeah the, the movie, all that shit. It was South Park like it, it it inspired South Park, and um, I think you could argue that Beavis and Butthead Do America, one of the iconic movies of our childhood. Oh, what a great movie! It it was so popular. So Everybody good. knew it. Like parents hated it, but kids loved it. I mean, it was like yeah. a perfect storm. Yep. 1996. You got a note here. I do. Hyperscape. Right. Okay. Battle Royale. So I got you rocked Ubisoft. up yet from Ubisoft. Ubiquitous no, I'm not rocked up at all. So this, I, I'm always in for any battle royale, any game multiplayer that must that involves cars. My boy and I can play. Um, but this is just Ubisoft jumping into the already crowded Battle Royale uh, area. Um, trailer's out now. People are streaming it. You can get them like the early tech tests. It's not full released yet. Um, okay. But I didn't I didn't watch a whole lot of video of it. I, I watched the intro of like, hey, this is how you drop in. And it's on like this little Matrix style pod, like singular pod. It's solos and squads. Um, a dude jumped out of the pod with a sword as he was falling to the ground. So that's interesting. It definitely seems more not aerial combat, but it looked like there was spots in the world to hit bounce pads, kind of Fortnite ish to jump up to tall buildings, to shoot people. Um, But until you play it, it's hard to see. So I don't know if this is Fortnite good or if this is apex good. So remains to be seen. Um, Okay. Hyperscape battle Royale from Ubisoft. Uh, Like I said, sign up now if you want to try to play it on PC, which, uh, which you can. um, And then we'll see when it comes out on the consoles. What's the body of work for Ubisoft with online 
multiplayer. I mean, Rainbow that, Six, that Far Cry games, well, Rainbow no, Six. I mean, Rainbow Siege is huge. Like, okay, the community for they did Siege, the division. Yeah, they they did the division. Um, okay, but so they have a they have a pedigree, um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the people making Hyperscape uh, are the same people that might have. I don't want to say this if I'm wrong, but I feel like they might have been the same people that developed or worked on uh, Siege. So I, I, need okay. to, I need to see um, if Got that's it. right or not. But Well, I, I'm always down to try it. If anything, the Montreal it's more team, than likely that Montreal this will be a... Based uh, behind Rainbow Six Siege. So Okay. If anything, with Battle Royals, what we've learned is they're free-to-play, pay-to-win. Uh, in some some aspects, so I think Ubisoft is well equipped to make one that is probably relatively popular. I mean, they have a good fan base. They have, <clears throat> in some aspects, they have their own store. They they do a lot of stuff on the Ubisoft store and push it that way, so I'm sure that they can drum up some business. That's all I know. I'm sorry. Let's okay. see. Clarified. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're good. I was just making sure what I said was correct. It looks interesting. I just don't, I don't know that I need another uh, battle Royale, but I will for sure check it out. That's what I can say. I am. I'm kind of interested in what you, what you have to say here. (laughs) I I am pretty excited about this. Now this isn't, I say Seth Rogen, but it's really his, his production team is on it. So I don't know how involved he's going to be him and him and Evan Goldberg. Um, Come on. He's going to be involved. I mean, it doesn't say that he is, uh, it's just his production team, but a team and team movie with any kind of Seth Rogen style humor might be great. Uh, And that's, that's what, what they're talking about right now. So be another reboot. All uh, the Team and T movies with Megan Fox, they're going to reboot again. Um, whether it's going to be live action, animated, they don't know. But uh, can we can we just not have an origin story? I do. You can really we just need accept one? the fact that people. No, that's what I'm saying. But we always get it. Can we just accept the fact that there are four fucking turtles and here's, a rat? Here's what you do. This is how you do the origin story. You put it in the background of the credits, and that's it. As your opening credits, I like that idea. You, sure. just, you show the ooze. You show the turts. Ready to roll. <laughs> the turds. I mean, good. Yeah. who's the best turtle? It's Donatello. I was. I'm just gonna say I was always a Donatello it's fan. Donatello is the right yeah. answer. Before you even answer, I know it's the right answer is Donatello. The second well, best in a video game, Michelangelo is the best. No, Donatello with the bow staff is also still the best because he's got the range. Michelangelo is an umchuck, so it has range. It does not have the bow staff range. Anyway, right. don't challenge me on this. I know I'm right. Um, Donatello, best turtle. Second best turtle, probably Raphael. I like Raph a lot, He's especially badass. in the original He's three badass. movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Badass. Um, even in, even in the, the reboots, the Michael Bay ones or whatever they were. Yeah. Is it Michael Bay? Nah, I don't know. I think he might have produced them, but. I think I, the, the way that I remember them looking, I feel like it was a Michael Bay movie. It looked like um, It looked like that, yeah. yes. He was he was good in that one too. So I I actually liked him. All I think they did two of them, right? Yeah, they did um, two. Yeah, I like both of them. Honestly, produced, but produced by Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, also produced by Michael Bay. Yeah. Anyway, you know what time it is? It's game time. To- uh, no, I don't know what time is it. Oh, yep, it is game time. Whoops, <laughs> game time. Yep. So my boy DV just today. Had the experience of a lifetime. Well, finished the last of us too. Don't fluff it up more than it needs to be. He watched the mini porn. Yeah, with the kids in the room, asshole. 
It ain't like I could have warned you or anything. You could have okay? been like, hey, at some point, you're going to come across a scene that the kids can't be a part of. Now, me being a good parent should just know that's the entire game and the kids shouldn't be around with, the, with that game. But listen, I just want to let everybody know we're going to talk some spoilers. I'm going to timestamp it and I'm going to come back and I'm going to put myself at the beginning of this. And I'm going to say, hey, here's the spoiler part. This is the, the timestamp you can skip to. So that's my that's my that's my. All right, guys. Hey, listen, if you don't want to hear about spoilers for The Last of Us 2, you need to skip ahead pretty much exactly 20 minutes. You need to go right to the one hour timestamp. That is when we wrap up this conversation. You have been warned. Little plug there. Can't believe you want to do this listen, this soon. Can't believe you want to do this two already. Weeks. That's the rule. Two weeks. two weeks. Whatever, man. Two weeks. Listen, <laughs> let's start with The Last of Us 2. Give me your out of 10. You want to just go right out of 10? I want to know what you think of out of 10, then we're going to talk um, about it. Um, I, I'm going to go eight and a half. Uh, I, I've had a, you know, a number of days to think about you this. Have, you were a 10 out of 10 day one. I, I think I'm still a 10 out of 10. Are you really? It is so good. And it brought me around so much to Abby's story. It did and bring me around. It, it, the way it ended, man, Jesus Christ. I was <laughs> mad that it times kept, it ended. I was going to say, I was mad originally that it just kept it, going. Yeah, I am very uh, annoyed. Because it could have ended and I would have been okay. But the, the way it kept pushing the, and the way it actually the farm, ended. The farm would have been a great ending. I, I really believe that. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the ending I not got. Not going back for Abby? Yeah, I would have been completely. Because mm-hmm. like, that would have shown character growth. And I don't feel like we, you kind of get that at the very end, obviously, but yeah. that, that was a very video game character growth where I think the organic part of it was, I, I was, listen, at the very end, you come back, you, you got two you fingers missing. I was going to say, you can't go, you can't go right to the end. No one even knows what the fuck's going on. Listen, we're talking about the last of us two, and hopefully you've played it and beaten it because if you have you know what we're talking about but what really got me that brought me around and really sealed it for me was you go back to the farm and you're just doing the slow walk and you're like okay you're gonna see dina you're gonna see the kid i ran Things like that cool. i'm so excited you're gonna you're gonna be like yo it's over it's done we're good and what what happens you walk in the fucking house is empty you knew it Dina <laughs> cleared out everything except your room, your room. yep you're your left it room. untouched yep and you can't even play the guitar because you got two fingers gone. Yep. I mean, the, if there's not a better the one th- the, use the, of symbolism. The thing your dad figure taught you how to do, you can now oh, no yeah. longer do. Yeah, it's it's such a metaphorical mind fuck of like, this is what you gave. And there's so much psychological tangibility to, to <clears throat> blaming that on the entire thing on Joel. Like it's all Joel's fault in some sense, but it's guilt she carries with her. Yeah. Like Ellie was really blaming Joel for everything. And then you get that final flashback that really shows that she was ready to move on. And yet here we are, no family. They moved on. No fuck my uncle. Who knows what happened to him? Uh, Uncle Tommy kids are gone. House is empty. And I can't play guitar and I'm walking off to who knows where. Yeah. Like, what a fucking good ending. Dugan thought she was going to walk off and blow her fucking brains out in the field. I thought the same thing. I thought she was going to kill herself in the field. That would have been fucked. No, that would have been so bad. Tony Soprano ending. We don't know, man. It it went to black. Here's 
my thought process on the end of the last of us starts at it the should mi- have ended no. at about the 15 hour mark it starts at the middle of the game yes um, it does so the beginning of that game we covered extensively the first uh, last week ep- last week's episode. So here's the abbreviated version. The beginning of the game where you play as Abby, I thought was fucking stupid, and then murdering Joel, I thought was the worst possible decision that early in the game. It just yeah. it just hurt too much. It wasn't good, but you felt right. They got you. You yeah. felt something, and it, it oh, yeah, it didn't feel a lot of rage. It didn't feel earned though. It, to me, it did not feel earned. It was you thought it was cheap, senseless. Yeah, I thought it was senseless violence that was not earned because of the flashbacks and the story they told through the thirty hours of the game. You get it, right? Yeah. So, skip to fifteen hours. You, you're through day three in Seattle. You hunted these motherfuckers down. The people that killed Joel. You're all, you're only looking for Abby. You come across Owen and his pregnant girl and the dog. Yep. You kill the dog. You're you, fucking off you, all of them. You, you fucking murder Owen and then you stab the girl only to find out that she was pregnant, just like yep. your girl's pregnant. And then at, like you have just I mean you you your 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 brain crumbles like Ellie crumbles in that moment. Gets back to the yep. theater right. Understands you know what. I'm not going to get Abby. Tommy's like, let's just get the fuck out of here. She's like, yep, we're good. Commotion. Bickety bam. Old Jesse's gone. Tommy's on the ground. Oh, Jesse got fucking done. Yeah, Jesse got got domed hard. And then there stands Abby, old Goliath Abby, telling you, I fucking let you live and you wasted it. Black. Yeah. And the character turn of then having to play an additional 15 hours as the character that you've been hating the first fucking 15 hours is yeah. so singularly rage inducing. I, I don't know that I've been that mad at a video game since the end of God of war two. And that was only because <laughs> I wanted to fucking play more of it. I didn't want it to end this. Yeah. You were on the mic with me and I verbally said, I don't want to fucking do this. I, yeah, you were screaming. Off. I did not want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You were screaming. Yep. <sighs> But I think that I now appreciate, as we talked last week, the thing that I was not liking very much is the way that they were jumping back and forth to the story. But I came around on that because I think that they really captured how you would be as Ellie. Like, if this shit was going down and you were actually Ellie, Joel would have just gotten killed in front of you and you would have not known why. And you would have gone on a journey just like she did, and you'd have pieced it together just like she did. Video games too much these days, I think, give you uh, so much narrative information that it's hard to connect. But this game did it, man. Like, this game connected with you. And until the very end, you didn't know what you didn't know. You know what I mean? That's the thing for me that I think they've done a masterful job of is even 15 hours into the game when I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to play as this fucking girl that I have no remorse for. You're going to try to make yep. me feel something for this, this character that I don't want to feel. I don't yeah. want to care about this person. You killed one of the greatest main characters in all of video game history. In my opinion, this yep. person is solely responsible for it. And now you want to try to give me a reason, but by the end of it, I think they did it by the end of it. You see, you see the symbolic nature of, two sides of the coin right you see ellie's life where she had a a gang roll up on her murder her dad right yeah Yeah. you have abby's life where a dude rolled up on her dad and fucking wrecked him right 
You have yep. Dina pregnant, Mel pregnant. Yep. You've got a lot of parallels. Yeah, so and, and and so masterfully done. Oh yeah. And 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 again, from a storytelling context and standpoint, I, I don't know how Naughty Dog does it because it's just that fucking good, you know? So seeing everything stepping back and going, you know, even towards the end, hey, look at the hope that she has on her face when she hears the fireflies on the radio. Yeah. The hope that yeah, Abby yeah. gets. And then she gets ambushed like Joel got ambushed. She gets fucked up like Joel got fucked up, except for somebody saved her life. It was never really clear to me whether that was a setup or not. I don't the think firefly so. I, I, don't, I don't think it was. Yeah, so there really is a firefly I, output, you think? I, I guess I, I I took it as yes, there is a firefly output or outpost, but I think these rattlers just fucked everybody up. But I think yeah, the people that yeah. Ellie released, I think a lot of those could very well be fireflies that were just, you know, it taking you know getting, getting fucked up. But let me tell you, the It could have been that outpost. It very well could be. And and yeah. friend friend of the show, Chris Dugan, called it out, you know, that the the last quarter of the game last two hours of the game i should say really do some different things gameplay wise you know you get that badass silenced assault rifle that was just yep, fucking that cool. was awesome um you know the, the scenery in california spoilers was so great you know it was gorgeous was. looking um getting down to the beach and you know getting to the encounters where you could let the the clickers off of the chains like yeah that was those are some ideas that you didn't see explored in the first 25 hours of the game. So very interesting takes uh, through that epilogue of Ellie going. Um, but it was, it, it might legit be one of the best stealth games I've ever played. I mean, I didn't play stealthy that well. I would just fucking, you know me, <laughs> we know that, bud. You know, good old Derek Vance on the trigger. Just, I, I was just chucking and rucking. You know what I mean? It's funny that yours took longer than me. That still, um, I, I, dude, I, t- I spend so much time just going through every possible. Like, can I possibly yeah. get over there? I think I can, and then I'll die trying. And it's like that's fine. That's yeah, long as yeah, I want to yeah. want to try. What I will say, because I, I don't want to suck the game's dick too much, because I'm going to get given an eight and a half. Um, I, I do think the game is too long. I think mm. they could have. I think they could have tightened that story up a little bit. Um, I think there was some unnecessary moments penetration being probably one of them you could have just what a fucked up like, like out of nowhere man. And that's what i mean like surprise dick fucking like, church off one time dude like all of a sudden, there's some titties and you're like oh and then he's just taking her to pound town it's like very very little bit of titties he's he's uh he's got the old the old golf hole finder on him because he was just plopped right into that thing no problem even i got right into that computer that fucking trekked across the country might be a man Um, good lord also the very end the 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 boss battle the boss battle when you have to when you as ellie have oh yeah have to fight abby i i didn't want to do it tony i didn't know which one i would like i I didn't didn't know if i could choose who won yeah well but like here's the thing is when when you meet up when it all inter inter intermingles and you're still abby i was mad i was like i don't want to be abby anymore i'm good we're back to normal give me ellie but that was so fun and then being ellie in that moment of wanting to fight abby i was like just talk just shut the fuck just please you guys are the same person just talk and yeah, and that fight I, was I so they, bad. It really like it, it was just it the, the most eighty-five year old trying to. Ooh, it was just so gangly, and 
Well, I thought like, okay, they, that was probably the one thing that I felt like at the end they sort of copped on was like, oh, okay, enough time back, now she's about as small as Ellie. Like, right. Because it would not be a competition otherwise. No, no. I mean, she yeah. been sitting two months, clearly not getting any. I mean, she lost all of her muscle mass seemingly, cut, yeah, her, cut yeah. her hair off. Ellie got stabbed like Joel got fucked up, you know, in the first game and stitched herself up. And so yeah. – that they fight. really made Ellie out to be a badass, though. When you had a fighter as Abby, like in the theater, oh, and, like yeah. chasing around, fucking dude, that you, was not easy. Did you let Abby get shot in the face? Because that was the first thing I did. Oh fuck yeah! Like I died a bunch of times oh, yeah. just to see what would happen. Oh, just blew that fucking face apart. It was so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's shut you up with the shotgun. Let's talk about the 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 island and and changing okay. that scenery up and and really seeing some some beautiful imagery when you get there and see in Haven and then you get to see the Space Needle which I've been waiting for the Space Needle the entire game. Oh yeah. I before we move off the story I do have to say two things. They really made me feel like Joel's death was justified. Um in this fucked up world where this is, you know, there's no law, there's no government or anything like it's blood for blood. So I felt like it, it made me come around to the fact that it was justified. Joel killed her dad, straight up murder, as much as he wanted to justify it. Um, he murdered her dad, and she got him back. You know what I mean? Sure. Tip. And she stopped it there. She didn't let him kill the other people like, that weren't involved. Yeah, so that, that made me come across. The other thing that I really liked that they did story-wise with Ellie and Joel, they did not let Joel off the hook. Every one of those flashbacks, you're expecting like she's going to forgive him for what he did. But they actually made him to look, look, look at, to be like a big asshole the entire time, kind well, of. And right to the very end, she didn't let him off the hook. And I like that. Like Joel fucking murdered some people to save Ellie. And it he fucked who knows how many people out of a cure potentially. Right. So they didn't let him off the hook for that. I think for me. The thing that the thing that I started out with, and I think this is a little bit again, this is maybe a little bit of context from our buddy Chris, is they really make you feel like you the first game got it wrong, right? Like they make yeah. you feel like the first game you fucked up as Joel, like Joel made the wrong decision, yeah. which I don't believe as a father, I don't believe he made the wrong decision. And so I do. And so going through that game as she is so angry. And then finally hitting that last scene where you, you finally get the dance hall scene, which you've been seeing for like two E3s. I was like, where the fuck is this scene? Yeah. It happens to be like one of the last yeah. things you see. But yeah, you finally yeah. get that flashback of Ellie rolling up to Joel's house and being like, fuck you, you should have fucking let me die. I My life would have meant something. Yeah. And Joel being like, if the Lord gave me an opportunity to do it all over again, I would do it the same way. Like that made me feel so much better that Joel is standing his ground to be like, you can be as mad at at me as you want to, but your life meant more than dying. And that's where it got me. And that's where, when she was like, I don't want to hate you forever. Yeah. Like that, that was the, that was the scene that, that, that choked me up. They do such a masterful job too of, playing around the predictability because what I what I thought was going to happen was during some of those flashbacks with Abby where they're talking about the cure and then what's her name from the first games talking to her dad and as like 
what would you do if it was your daughter? You, you know what Marlene. I mean? Like, yeah, Marlene. Like, what would you do if it was your daughter? I thought that there was really going to be a story beat that the dad, that Abby was immune as well. Oh, sure. That the dad knew that about it. too cliche. That's what I'm saying. It's sure. like they play around that. They they dropped, I think, enough to make you want to think that. I um, for me, the the things that I that didn't pay, that I had a couple predictions that paid off and a couple that didn't. The things that didn't pay off for me is I presumed that Lev. I thought that was. <laughs> I thought, okay, yeah, this sounds like a chick, but I didn't really pay enough attention to be like, oh, it is a chick that is, is, it wants to be a dude, like is, is a woman trapped in a man's body. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so that didn't click for me. What clicked for me was, oh, this, this dude is immune and they're running away because they think he's a yeah. freak or something like that. Like, so that's what I thought was going to happen. The thing that paid off for me, though, was and I told it to you before I said I, I joked at the end of this, they're going to have a fucking kid name it Joel and it's going to be the whole cycle over again. Fucking kid's yeah. name is fucking Joel. And they didn't say it, but you know it is probably it, um, probably it's probably Joel, Joseph. And what what the fuck? Did they, they really not say the kid's they name? Never said the name. They called it potato. They it was it was JJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's JJ. either it's either uh, uh, Jesse Joel or Joel Jesse something. Joel yeah, Smith. So. Yeah, Jesse James. No, Gunslinger. Um, but you know that yo, fucking kid's name listen. is Joel. You know it. Rip Andrade. Yeah, he deserved it. Fuck that dude. He got off unceremoniously as well. That's there right. was a lot of unceremonious deaths in this game. There's a lot of death in this game, dude. You killed like, so many people. I know. I don't remember in the first game, people just fucking. There wasn't enough boom, people. To use. Dude, the, the, the entire game was truly built around two people in that game. Yeah. Yeah. The most, the, I mean, the most interaction you had was the early parts of the game where, uh, where, where what's her name dies, you know, cause she gets infected. Um, yep. I can't think of her name right now. Tess. There uh, it is. Tess. Tess. Yeah. So she's gone. Marlene is the other one. She fucking dies. Yep. And then that camp that you she doesn't picked, die. Oh, she does die. She does die. Right. You fucking kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like one of yeah, the first right. people you kill, or the last people you kill, rather. Um, yeah. And then that group of people that you meet in winter when they take Joel. Um, that's really um, about it. I do like a lot of the similarities to the first game that they presented. Like they took you on that. Um, they took you on that museum trip in a flashback. That was awesome. And then they even had like a pseudo nod to the giraffe when they were looking at the brontosaurus or whatever right. it was um, over the ledge. That was pretty good. Then a- Abby and her dad had a very similar situation with the zebra. Um, we're like, you just saw the beauty of nature right. despite all the ugliness. So I, there's just so many good points. Like I, I, I think 10's a good score for it. Cause it's, it's sticking with me. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I think for me, the first game's damn near perfect. Top to bottom, and this for the uh, ambitiousness of what they were trying to do with the story that didn't really need to be told. You didn't need to make, you didn't really need to make this sequel, but yeah, for what it was worth, they did a great job. There's just a couple of points that I, I have a little contention with, um, and so that's why eight and a half. I, I think that's. I thought I was going to – honest to God, dude, I, I questioned if I was going to finish that game at that 15 I told mark. you. I told you that, didn't I? I was like, you're not going to want to keep playing it. <laughs> After so that, mad. like, second fake ending, I'm like, no. 
I was so fucking mad, dude. When they put me in her shoes, I was so pissed. Especially the second time where you're like, you're at the house. That's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? At the, you, you're you talking, show up. You're, are you talking at uh, when you are at the, at the stadium? No, I'm talking like post theater. Oh, you're like, talking. Uh, you just forward a few years in and Santa you're Barbara. with the Asian kids. Yeah. Yeah, Santa Barbara. Um, I don't know. I mean, I got, sorry, I got like a bug flying around. What else? Uh, what else about this do you want to talk about? I mean, there there isn't a ton. I, I don't know how much more spoilers you really want to get into. Um, I think the gameplay was amazing. Just the here's. I didn't like the gameplay of the first game, and I think they stuck to it, but refined it enough that it was it the the permanent knife thing a lot better. When you go back to Abby and it gives you the mechanics of the first game, I was like, "Fuck these motherfuckers!" Here's here's what I loved is they are able to give you a game that is literally repetitive as fuck and you just love the shit out of it like the game is here's an area explore oh some enemies take them out get some supplies move on it's that for 28 hours it's literally that with story and it's great like it's it's so simplistic it is so easy to digest and and you love it for it being so repetitive Uh, a lesser game would be chastised because the game is not different enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know that I have too much else to say either. Uh, I think we spent, we spent a good 22 minutes talking about this. So play the last of us two. It is a good game. Uh, I can, as of right now, I can tell you what will not be my game of the year. Spoiler alert. It, It will not be my game of the year. It's not too often that a full $60 game feels like it's worth the $60. And this is certainly a time where it's worth every penny. Well, the experience. Good news is next generation, you'll be paying an additional $10. Oh, probably. Go for it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, Tony, do you want to spend $70 on a video game? No, I don't hardly want to spend 60. Well, that sucks. Too cheap. They announced today uh, that uh, NBA 2K21 for the next-gen consoles uh, is looking to be priced at $69.99 uh, for the PS5 yeah. and the Xbox Series X. I, I'm i trying to remember if they did this with the 3 to 4 generation. PS3 and PS4 have had the same prices. Okay. It was it was the 2 to 3. 2 to 3 went from two to 50 four to that it went. Two to three, one yeah. from fifty to sixty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess this is kind of par for the core, I suppose. Yeah, but, I mean, we we um, spent what seventeen years on the same price. I'm actually of, of any game genre. I think sports games are probably the ones that should cost more. To be honest with you, sure. as much as there's so much replayability in those, especially if they start to mandate regular more regular updates as these most recent EA games have been doing. Um, I mean, we talked about last week, like it's almost not even worth buying a new game ex- unless there's something major gameplay wise that changes. Cause you can just upgrade the roster or uh, pay for a season pass and get all the updates that right. you need. Is that all we want to talk about there? No, well, I mean, the biggest thing for me is we've, li- we've lasted this long without inflation or, you know, a price and pricing yeah. increase. Um, so in, in the, in video game making, we look at the last of us, you think that thing costs $60 to make, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I was going to say, we, we had this conversation. I remember back when we were talking about God of war 
the very early days of the episodes and um, how games cost so much more to make. Yes. There's so much more effort put in yep. that uh, that the cost has not gone up, that that doesn't make much economic the compensation sense. is not there for for what they're doing i mean sales wise and that's the birth of microtransactions yeah. reality Sa- sales wise sure but anything else so 70 dollars for a video game am i excited about it not a fucking chance but you know what it's just kind of the reality of the beast july is gonna be a hot month for games dude it is it really is i know you're up and you want Deadly Premonition too? Yeah, there's, you gonna play that with the, the TLESP boys? I think so. I don't know. I, I for some reason thought that game was gonna be less expensive than it is. As we just got done talking about price and prices on video games, that game's is it a 50, full sixty. It's a full fifty, which I think is still wow. too much. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just an asshole, which I am. Um, yeah, there's like four games in uh, the first step is acceptance. <laughs> there's four games in July that I am really looking forward to. Um, there's two. For me, Ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah, that's one for me. And I'm probably not a day oneer on that, but this Mar- Paper Mario game, y'all, I'm fucking in. But oh yeah, I'm I'm all in on Ghost and Paper Mario. Of course, are the same fucking day. Then yep. you got Deadly Prem two and Bloodstained yep. Curse of the Moon two, which is that eight bit game they released uh, before Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Um, yeah, I have that, but I have not played it's it. Good. Um, I. I remember. Well, I should take that back. I've played it. I just haven't played through it. Sure. I remember like starting it and being like, "Nah, this is this is too whack." Yeah, you're. You've never. I've never really known you to be much of an eight bit fan of. I'm, you know, I'm fine with eight bit art style if the play is twenty twenty. You're also not but, a fan of like super hard games. No, definitely not. That ritual of the night though. Um, it's an eight bit game, curse, but it curse plays. Of Curse of Moon, sorry, uh, is an eight bit game that plays like the original Castlevania. Like it plays like an NES game, yep. and I'm not about that life. Sure. So I'm I am about that life. So uh, I'm all in on Bloodstained Curse of the Moon too. Um, okay, real real excited about that one. Yeah, it's gonna be at the very least. I'm gonna buy Paper Mario. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Ghost. I feel bad about buying Ghost before I bought and played another similar ish game. Uh, Sekiro. Sure. I mean, but. I don't know that those games overlap a whole lot. Sekiro is very, I mean, you know what you're getting with Sekiro. Sekiro is yeah. uh, the difficulty of all of those Dark Blood Souls Blood games. Yeah. Where uh, Blood, or I'm sorry, Ghost is, I don't think, going to be that brutal. I was turned off and there has been nothing that's changed my opinion on it i was turned off by the gameplay reveal of ghosts and how it was so much like assassin's creed um i just don't feel like i need that that one so well and i just don't need that especially when there's apparently an assassin's creed game coming out later this year so you know as much as i like it it wasn't grabbing me enough to make me feel like I got to spend 60 on it. I'll be uh, pre-ordering uh, Paper Mario on digital. That way the Ooh. kids can get it also and play it okay. on their good own. Call, so um, that uh, I, I am really excited for Like, I'm happy that I, I got through uh, Last of Us in two weeks. Like, that was a good, good two week yeah. run didn't overstay its welcome as far as like how long it took me to beat it it wasn't like a month i think the game was too long but i i was able to get some pretty good sessions in so i can kind of refocus on some of the other games that i have 
uh, not focused on. And, uh-huh. you know, like I said, turn around next week. Uh, I, I don't know that I'll get it day one, but, you know, you got Curse of the Moon 2 for 15 bucks and you got uh, Deadly Prime 2 for 50. But even if I wait two more weeks, that's, you know, a good chunk of change coming out the pocket with Ghost of Tsushima and, uh, and Paper Mario. True that. Paper Mario's got me rocked up. I mean, but Paper Mario, the original Paper Mario on 64, was one of the first games I remember, like, buying with my own money and beating without any help. Like, so there's a little sentimental value there, too. Xbox. Yeah, Apparently buddy. their first party showcase is going to be uh, late July. That's the rumor. And then another one in August. July 23rd. What do you think is going to be there? Uh, for the showcase, you think we're gonna get a Halo? Yeah, I mean Halo's got to be the big one, right? Since it's gonna be cross-platform, uh, as far as I'm sorry, between the Xbox Series X and the Xbox One X, yeah. both generations will be able to play that game. Um, my guess is it will be very Halo focused. Um, I think we'll get a little bit of uh, of a little Hellblade. If I had to wager a little bit of a guess there, okay, um, that's not first party though, right? Yeah, they own. They own them. Oh, they, they bought do. them. Okay. Remember? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they bought theory, them, right? Uh, what? Is it Ninja Theory? Yeah, Ninja Who theory. made yep, them? Yep, Ninja Theory. Okay. Yep. They own them now. Um, they keep. This has been rumored forever, but Fable, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they do own that studio as well. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft Studios. Yep. Um, <laughs> maybe a Fable, I guess. That'd be all right, especially if it's more modernized. <laughs> I don't even know what I would want in a new fable. Like I played one or two of them on a PC of forever ago. Um, but first two were good. Third one was, uh, then they came out with like the fable legends. I think I played um, two, one and two. They were really unique and original for the time. It's since been way done over and over again. Sure. Um, but it had a very unique play style. Like it, it was, one of the first games I remember that was kind of like uh, kill things, get souls, level up, and like create your own character. Uh, it was definitely one of the first um, decision-based RPGs, like where you could go full on evil and your appearance would change. Like Kotor might have been the other one at the time that was kind of that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be all right with a new Fable if it's not shit. I, I don't know what else. I mean, they just put out a new Gears, so I doubt we're getting too much stuff from the Gears family. Um, I don't. Let's just let me just pull up here. Let me see. Microsoft first party. Picture your dick's gonna come up. Maybe. Um, all right. Here is the. I, I think that they got to come out hard because the too. PlayStation one was so good. Yeah. That. Uh, the, Everybody and their mom that plays both consoles or at least follows both consoles knows that PlayStation, without a doubt, has the better exclusive titles. Yeah, yeah, 343, who owns uh, owns, or is doing Halo, Compulsion Games they own. They did We Happy Few. God knows what they're Uh going to do. They own Double Fine, which Double Fine's doing something. I don't remember what. Psychonauts something or other. Um, You got, they own... Enzile, Enzile Entertainment, who uh, they do uh, Wasteland and Bard's Tale series. Moyang, right. the old mine. Maybe we're going to Minecraft too. Oof, probably not. Uh, yeah. You can't fuck with that money wagon, bud. Ninja Theory. And they just, what they posted that other, did they release that game? That game I didn't want to play, that Battle Royale thing. You remember? Uh, I don't know. Um, 
Bleeding Edge. Little, yeah, it's out there right now. A little now. bit more Hellblade, though. Yeah, give me a little bit more Hellblade. Uh, they own Obsidian. Uh, Obsidian, of course, just did the Outer Worlds last year. So I doubt yep. that they are uh, getting ready to post anything too soon. Um, Playground Games, they do Forza, Rare, uh, of course, probably probably some Sea of Thieves business happening. I would doubt there's much else they're going to do. I mean, it, here's what I think outside of the video games, because we, we know that there's like an offering. It's not as good as Sony. I think that they're they're the punches that they need to throw backwards compatibility on the Xbox one X, I think is something that they can throw that punch. Cause we know Sony doesn't have an answer. And the other thing that I think they can really lean into is project X cloud. Um, that's something that's been a little bit under under the weather uh, that they've been beta testing for a while. So if, if they announce something big about product Project X Cloud, like pricing or an open beta or something like that, I think would be pretty big news. I think the thing that sets Microsoft apart here, if they can do it, is being first to price. That'd be all right. I think if they can get first to price and just say hey possibility that you get that second console well yeah and that's that's the other thing right the the rumored xbox series s um yeah i know what, what you saw i didn't i if it's 1080p stupid name. yeah if it's 1080p that sounds dumb i mean but for me if they're just going to put if they're going to make an xbox series s is it just a is it just a one s <laughs> but it's the same thing pretty much you know what i mean more powerful probably yeah or is it i mean um, it wouldn't be as powerful as a one x right you wouldn't think well, no, because then it would play 4K That's games. So, like the the fact that it'd be 1080, like it doesn't. It, the fact make that it'd be 1080 sense. doesn't make any sense to me. I hope I, that part is not correct. The, the thing that we know about technology, especially in the cell, cell phone world, is you can uh, make incremental updates, uh, pretty noticeable updates to like your processing side of things, without spending a bunch of money and increasing any graphical performance. So, um, it's certainly possible that they release something with updated internal hardware that isn't any necessarily any more graphically powerful, but that just runs a lot better, um, faster load times, maybe an SSD. Uh, those, those are all possibilities. I would like to see, I mean, yeah, my, my bold prediction is they're going to announce price. Um, boy, I, five months early, I, four months early. Yeah. I think they will be first to price. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like another really big Microsoft style, big dick swing announcement. I mean, backwards compatibility across all their all their games is going to be the biggest one if they say hey you can play xbox 360 one and all, all that shit yeah. you can play i mean that's pretty big i think it would be a good idea for them to also talk about their uh upgrade path because that's something that sony really Smart lacked delivery. you have you have the benefit of going second here Smart, right Smart delivery yeah, you have the benefit of Sony did their thing as good as it was. There was a lot of unanswered questions about backwards compatibility, about their smart delivery equivalent, price. about price, about um, all all kinds of shit. Right. So it's a good opportunity to capitalize on that, but and kind of start start the punches. But Microsoft has we'll, never been we'll great at first party game stuff. Um, nope. So we'll see. Um, I just need I, yeah, more game stuff. And then, yeah, if they do another showcase for whatever the second console is in August. Cool. I'm there. You ever been banned on Twitch? Uh, no, no, okay. no, unfortunately not. I don't, I'm not so popular. You are not for, like Dr. Disrespect here. I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not like Dr. Disrespect. I, I am not that popular. So Dr. Disrespect, one of the largest, certainly one of the most controversial streamers. 
he got the old permaban on Twitch and nobody knows what the fuck happened. Whole lot of rumors going around. What are the rumors that you're hearing? Rumors I'm Put hearing. Put your ear to the ground there, Kimasabi. I'm trying to. Uh, it sure seems like it might be in in tune with this uh, the sexual uh, allegations flying around over at Twitch with uh-huh. a lot of people getting banned. So um, that would seem to warrant the swiftness and abruptness. Uh, the other thing I could think of is in a in a in a time where we are trying to limit uh, hatred and anger. Yeah. Um, there's really not much more of an angry, vitriol uh, video game streamer that I've ever come across other than Dr. Yeah. Disrespect. So he is passively racist his, as well. His character, because it is a character, you hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, is founded upon a lot of negativity. And so the name says it. Yeah. And, and so my assumption is. If it's not in sexual nature, it is just in the fact that, hey, you know what? We just we just can't like we we, we have to make a change and you're yeah. kind of it. You know, you're the biggest <laughs> offender. Um, and you, you I think Twitch has Twitch, kind of been from Twitch's standpoint. That's a big moneymaker that they took out, too. True. Uh, and I think Twitch is kind of in fuck you mode a little bit. Um, I mean, they're they're scrambling to survive because like we talked about Facebook earlier, Twitch is on the same same end of it with their sponsors and their uh, their viewers. Like people are just kind of sick of the passiveness, the passive nature that Twitch has towards some of these concerns. On the flip side, it may not be that much of a coincidence that they ban arguably their biggest streamer when they know they're getting back like three other massive streamers. Oh, yeah. um, you know that that maybe makes that decision a wee bit easier to get rid of somebody who is arguably toxic. Uh, to to his community and and the community at large, when you know you're bringing back half a dozen a million, including dollar, a few, yeah, major major streamers. Yeah. So, but it it's not a mistake. That was kind of the thing. The first day or so, people were like, "Well, come on, he'll be back." Like this has to be some sort of uh, oversight or some sort of mistake. People thought but it was no. like a music, like a DMCA violation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But listen, uh, they refunded all like thirty. Six or thirty-eight thousand of his subscribers. Subscribers. They refunded them the monthly subscription cost, which is not apparently not like a one-button click-all solution. Like they put some effort into it. (laughs) It doesn't go under the radar when you start giving back money, um, especially a near full month of money and content. So the shit's happening, and apparently it it is not going to be reversed. Um, And Doctor Disrespect, he's not the first one. There are handfuls of pretty popular streamers that got permaban from Twitch for some shit. So uh, including streamers that actively now in the wake of much worse shit that Twitch is for all intents and purposes passively endorsing with sexual harassment and shit like that. Right. That did far less now being like, hey, can we get a reinstatement here? Can I can I come back to the platform? Do you think he winds up at Facebook? Facebook gaming? I mean, the guy's got to get money. So I mean, he'll get the he'll get get blackballed everywhere. It depends on. I mean, I think, I think if he was like fucking around with some women or, or doing some some real obscene shit, probably he's going to get blacklisted. Like, why? Why take the risk? I mean, um, that's a financial nightmare. You, you know what I mean? Right. Especially a lot of that stuff is only going to be surface deep. You know, Twitch isn't going to be out there telling all their buddies, <laughs> all their competition, like, hey. 
here's exactly what happened and how bad we fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're going to be keeping it tight. That's how when you leak it, somebody's got, you know, it, it'll get out somewhere else. So, and it hasn't yet. Yeah. And it's been damn near a week. It seems like what happens, which is kind of shitty, I suppose, is in these situations, a lot of NDAs get signed. Um, when it comes to like, Hey, here's this information that we know about you. Like we have proof that this happened. Um, and we're going to kind of part mutual ways or whatever without without twitch kind of ruining this guy there's precedent set that ndas get signed people walk away and they more or less pretend like nothing ever happened you know twitch twitch is liable in some sense for some of this stuff um if not directly like that would be that would be the actual smoking bullet for twitch is if they're tied to knowing about something that happened with dr disrespect and kind of letting it slide or whatever so it's not unheard of that companies and individuals get shitty they sign paperwork and just just call it agree to walk away yeah Derek, I don't suppose you watch Firefest, right? I did not get a chance to watch Firefest now. Okay. So we'll get to that. First, though, WWE released a statement today on their uh, COVID situation we talked about over the last couple weeks. Last week being that one of the talents in the Performance Center tested positive. Apparently was there for some of the pay-per-view um airing or pay-per-view tapings and some of the the weekly show tapings. Whole bunch of uh wrestlers spoke out kind of in protest nobody so far has been outright fired or outright quit due to this but this is their statement a development talent who was last on site at wwe's training facility on tuesday june 9th has tested positive for covid19 this is per dr jeffrey dugas who's the wwe's uh lead medical director he says since that time no other individuals have a that have attended the facility have reported symptoms. However, out of an abundance of caution, ha, that's funny. And to ensure health and safety of the company's performers and staff, all talent, production crew and employees on site at the training and production facilities will be tested for COVID-19 immediately. Following that test uh, with the results, WD plans to proceed with its normal television production schedule. So basically what he's saying is what we already knew guy tested positive. Uh, They tested everybody. And what's not addressed here is the reports that several, as many as two dozen staffers and employees also tested positive. Right. And and, I, and Vince, being Vince, is not going to just come out and be like, hey, guess what? All this shit happened. Uh, we're all fucked. He's going to play it down as much as he can. I mean, especially yep. look who his buddy is. Vince is the President Trump of sports entertainment. Correct. Like, acting like this doesn't happen and just wanting it to go away and wishing it away kind of there's not a lot to talk about with wwe i mean there's a pay-per-view coming up in a couple weeks extreme rules whatever they did uh uh the great american bash last night oh yeah didn't watch any of that no that was there well they they won in the ratings oh really again they didn't that's crazy win in the key demo but they 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 won in the ratings that's crazy because I'm about to just suck off Fighter Fest. It was real good. Oh, that's fine. Um, so yeah, that's that's too bad that they won in the ratings. Um, not much is going on for me in the world of WWE. Like, it's just not that good. They they did as an update to last week's episode. Matt Riddle for sure on SmackDown that oh, night. SmackDown. 
Um, probably going to be on SmackDown tomorrow night if I had a guess. Yep. So Vince, again, pretending like he did not <laughs> more or less rape this woman that there is substantiated evidence about. So who knows? But Fighter Fest for AEW. It was a banger, dude. I mean, start to finish, um, all the matches were really good. I don't want to really spoil anything for you, but do you want to go over the match results? Uh, yeah, that's fine, buddy. Go ahead. Okay. So first things first, fucking Jericho walks out. He's got a. Did you see the suit? I just I, I, I pulled up what you what you posted it, here. Him in this fucking yeah. purple. Is it a purple or is it pink Canadian or is it just no, red and white? It's red, red and white maple leaf Canadian. It was Canadian. Yep, he goes he goes right off onto uh what's the guy's that's masked that's the announcer. Oh, I can't think uh, of his name. Uh, uh, um, he goes right off on him and t- go tells him to be on the masked idiot. <laughs> go, go go be on that AB show the masked idiot. So, that uh, Jericho though, the entire night was just <laughs> was just so good on commentary. He started speaking Spanish at one point during the uh the first tag team match with um the, uh, jungle 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 express and Jurassic excalibur's Express. the guy's name the mask guy yeah uh but with jungle express and jurassic mjf express. and wardlow jurassic express sorry and mjf came out and just cut a promo right away did you watch did you see any of that highlight yeah, I, I haven't watched any of that he, he literally opened the show comes out and he's like you know this match wasn't even supposed to happen and uh basically says like i don't know why i have to be first oh wait yeah i do because we're in a f- freaking ratings war and mjf sells like he went full fourth wall like breaking it down come coming after it that was a really good match um later on in the 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 women's match was all right kirishita uh versus penelope ford Ford. that was good i think she does a little overrated um i don't know exactly why they have the belt or they're retaining the belt for her but it's whatever um fucking house party uh private gosh. party private party private house party whatever they're, they're calling themselves these days private party and then uh god i'm having a complete blank Matt on Hardy, who the other guy santana ortiz santana ortiz yeah uh that was a pretty funny match um of, of which <laughs> freshly squeezed comes out and he just kind of like plops over next to jericho jericho's just screaming at him <laughs> just Calling them all kinds of names, uh, Jr. and Excalibur and and Skiavo, and they're like, "Hey, dude, he's just trying to get into your head, you know? He's just fucking with you." And Jericho's like, "Oh, he ain't gonna get me. He ain't gonna get me." And then, you know, at the end of the match, Jericho goes a little fucking crazy on him. That's funny. It's it, and this freshly squeezed dude. He's just so, so great. Good. Just he's, sit there so and good. just he's over. Stares he's at Jericho. So over. He's so over, man. Um, I don't know much much else that we need to say. Cody and uh and uh 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 JK wow, I'm having a why don't you just pull this list up? You have it in front of you, Jake. I, I yeah, you're right, I do. TNT Championship, Jake Hager. Uh that had a really controversial ending that they didn't really explain. Like there was kind of a double pin and the ref put up Cody's hand, but Jake thought he won. I thought Jake won. So there was I don't and it was hard to tell if that was a shoot or if that was a work they quote unquote find him today and suspended him for 10 days jake hager yeah he oh he fucking decked a referee though did he which he made it look really real and some of the reactions made it it, seem really real (laughs) 
there was so many people that ran out immediately that that was the tip that it was fake. But the reaction, like, I don't know if you hit the guy for real or even the announcers were confused about who won, like what was supposed to happen. So sure. you, you always hear those kind of like decisions made at Gorilla moments in wrestling. And you kind of wonder what maybe the plan changed and something I don't know, but look at Cody ultimately won. Looking here, I, I'm a little sad about this this main event here. It, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the match was probably just flames. Yeah, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page versus the best, b- b- best, b- best friends. Listen, the best friends got their mom to drive them into the stadium. That was fucking dope. What? Oh yeah, and mom gave him gave him a kiss right on the cheek. It, I mean, it was it was uh, just a great entrance. Um, the promos leading up to it with Kenny and Hangman were so good. So yeah, the whole the whole thing was good. The tag match was really good. Um, the ending, though, you're reading about it now. I mean, I just looked at who won, and I'm kind of sad. Oh yeah, you thought the best friends I were going to really win? thought they were going to put the best friends over because they were they're getting there. Uh, well, I, they used it as an opportunity to put over FTR. Of course uh, they did. So that is obviously what's going to happen is that the, the show ended with FTR coming out to celebrate and have some, they, they pulled the old stone cold. Oh, uh, here's a couple beers and uh, you know, Kenny, he don't drink. So he literally poured the beer out in front of him and that did not end well for anybody. So that's clearly the next, uh, the next feud going on with, with those two, with those guys. The only other thing that I could really say that kind of came up was uh, old boy Taz came out and cut a pretty sick promo on on uh, John Moxley. You know, we talked about last week Moxley's wife got Cove and how time wise we weren't really sure how he was going to compete because, you know, he's supposed to be in quarantine for two plus weeks. That puts him right at two weeks to go fight. And obviously they can't rehearse or anything like that ahead of time. So Taz comes out with. Uh, uh, what's his name? Brian Cage and the machine. He basically the machine. Yeah, he basically calls out Mox and says like, "It's not because of COVID that you can't fight. It's because you're a little bitch." <laughs> and uh, they announced I pretty much that the the match is going to take place two weeks from this week, so not during Fighter Fest. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, Mox isn't going to get Cove. That would suck some dicks, but. I just want there to be great wrestling. That's what I want. There was great wrestling, and they even hyped up next week. Like, there was a promo um, with Lance Archer and uh, Jake the Snake, and Jake Roberts was just laughing so much that it really made me pay attention to his perfect fucking teeth. Like, (laughs) Jake Roberts? Yeah, yeah. It made me kind of creeped out because he was laughing so much, and his teeth were... I don't know if he had his dentures in wrong or what, but... It was like a lot of white on the screen, man. Go watch that. Go watch that gif I just posted in the uh, in the notes section. Okay, it's uh, it is a blatant. Uh, it is just a blatant miss. That's funny. Oh uh, yeah, I yes, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, yep, definitely pretty good. Um, the one wing angel happened a couple times oh, last night, and that one, was love me a good one wing angel. Yep, Omega. He was cutting. I don't know if it, I, I saw it on social, but there was a some video going around of him like screaming one wing angel, like really. It was just bizarre and funny. Uh, the, whole, the whole thing's good. AEW is so over. I can't believe that they're losing the ratings war. That's 
fucking bizarre. No. Fifty thousand, it looks like. Wow, really? Yeah, let me see here. That's like, that's like well over ten, uh, close to ten percent of their audience. So they, they. Let's see if he's got it posted here. Um, seven forty-eight to seven ninety-two. NXT wins, but AEW on the demo coming in at number six. NXT was at thirteen. <laughs> Um, I remember seeing this morning that AEW was trending more on Twitter. Not that that really fucking matters, but that there were more tweets and it was a higher trending than the uh, Great American Bash. Sure. So I didn't even watch anything. Not even like a, re- a YouTube recap of the Great American Bash. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what uh, what what really happened. The only thing I saw was the final match um, as far as. Uh, actual results which is kind of fun yeah. it was it, at least they're keeping continuity with that final match it was Io Shirai and uh, uh, Sasha Banks and there's some okay. history with Io Shirai and Asuka and obviously Sasha yeah. Banks and Asuka and Asuka came out and helped Io keep the belt so oh, all right. Just, some nice continuity there it's rare, okay. rare that WWE does anything good so Poor Sasha. She's having to put some people over from the last year. Listen, man, when you're the legit boss and the boss hates you. <laughs> Listen, when you come out at WrestleMania with your cousin, Snoop, you, Snoop, you know, you're Snoop, in for a down year after that. A couple of down years. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's wrap up. Watched and played. Uh, I'll start here. We played some COD, dude. We finally got back to some COD. Got the new update. It was too bad it was only a couple hours because we were really fucking some dudes up for a bit. Yeah, I mean you had a, you had a couple of good strong games. Um, I think I had ten or eleven kills one game. Yeah, um, I think I had f- yeah. five. You know, I was uh, bringing up the rear. Um, we were going for it though. We were going for the heat. You know, it's it's nice. Uh, it'll be nice to get back to some Call of Duty. I, I really don't know how much more of The Last of Us I'm going to get to. Um, I don't know that I really need to check out new new game plus, um, but maybe no. Uh, I'm never going to touch it. Probably. I, I appreciate, you know, getting back into some multiplayer stuff, but I've got uh, some games I really need to get through, but yeah, it was good getting some smoke, um, hanging with my boy and, uh, and going, yep. with it, going from there. Obviously played and finished the last of us two. That's just extensively talked about. Um, I was looking in, in the void that needs to be filled from the last of us two. I was looking for some games and, you were right, right in agreeing with me that I need some something quick, kind of maybe a little mindless that isn't so intense. Some short time game, and yeah. So you gave me a few suggestions. I downloaded and played about an hour or two of Alan Wake. Just not into it. I don't think it holds up that well for me. Sure, um, it's it's such a mind fuck though. I mean, I remember you talking about it like that first couple hours where like you're running from phantoms and you get to the town and everybody seems to know you like it's, it's pretty out there. Right. Uh, and I'm sure if I continue to play it, maybe I would like it, but I'm just not committed to that. Well, and, and, and but the, the biggest thing I've learned over the course of playing games is if you are not into it at the start, don't, yeah, don't yeah. just don't force yourself catch to do it, it. which is, a good segue to this other game that I played, which was Children of Morta. Um, it's a game I checked out, of, like kind of looked at a few different times, and I had downloaded for a while, um, just because it it looked like kind of a hack and slash RPG. But I started to I watched a couple quick YouTube reviews of it, and it was basically displayed as like it's a isometric, random generated Diablo esque uh, dungeon crawler that has kind of roguelike elements where the idea is that you're going to die 
and you kind of collect everything that you collected, re-gear up, pay for new skills, whatever, and you, and you just hit it back right after it. So um, downloaded that. I've played about four or five hours. It's pretty addicting gameplay. I would descri- describe it. I don't remember when it came out, but it's on Game Pass. I would describe it as like Diablo in between Diablo 3 and Minecraft Dungeon in the sense that the it's simpler than Diablo 3. It's not as simple as Minecraft Dungeons, but you don't really have like a gear system. You kind of level up your armor, level up your HP. Um, you only have a few skills. You don't have like seven skills like in Diablo. Sure. And it's not nearly as intense as Diablo, like where you're just fighting hordes and hordes of enemies. There's quite a bit of strategy, at least in the early game, involved to make sure that you can have sustained runs. But the storytelling, I think, is what would really drive a lot of people to it. Like, Every time you die so far, I've died probably like 10 times. And every time it gives you a little bit more of the story. So I don't know if it's designed that you should be dying this many times um, or or what the situation is. But the voice acting, like it's a little kind of sounds like Peter Cullen. Okay. It's not quite Optimus Prime, but it's close. Yeah. The guy's the guy's got a good voice. The story is pretty tropey. Like you're a you're a family who since ancient times has fought this evil and now this evil's out again. So it's nothing fantastic, but the way they tell it, the family dynamic is there of like, you have, you know, grandma and grandpa who are passing down the generation of fighters. You have mom and dad, then you have several kids and they all do different things. You know, dad's a warrior, mom's a mage, daughter's a ranger, kids, a, a rogue, um, you know, grandma and grandpa are like wizards or something like that. So, it's pretty interesting the way they present the family. Like they present it as family drama. Like, Oh, little Timmy ran off and fought and he wasn't ready. And dad had to go rescue him. Like they kind of bring some drama into it, which I, which I'm liking. I, I always thought the way it, the, the design, the style looked cool. I just never, yeah, it's like, it's like new age, eight bit. Yeah. I would say cleaner eight bit, if you will. Sure. Yep. So, anything you've played? Oh, Not much, right? No, I, I just haven't had a whole lot of time. I mean, COD and, and Last of Us really has been the thing. I uh, we're gearing up. Obviously, Julian's surgery is Monday, so um, yeah. just trying to grind a couple things out before that happens, so I, I can kind of focus. Um, we watch. I don't. Did we talk about me watching uh, Spirited Away last week? I don't feel like we did, but yeah, did we? No, you did. You and the kids. Okay. Um, I kind of shit on it a little bit. You did. That's fine. Um, yeah, we, we watched that. I, we still want to watch um, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, but I, I did start that Mark Henry uh, Stone Cold thing today. Um, okay. I, was, I saw that. As I was attempting to recover from uh, being excessively hungover. I think I made it like 35, 40 minutes in before I started passing out. It was really interesting, though. Mark Henry is a very good character. Like, they never really explored much of his personality outside of just being the strong strongest man in the world you know right um but as i've seen him in some of these like documentaries especially that thing about taker um yeah he's he's an interesting character yeah, for sure like a, just a just a crazy like interesting dude I, you know it just it was interesting to listen to steve's great uh, you know just a, a great interviewer um so it yeah. really gets Really, really comes across really well. So check that out if you if you want. Um, watch some old wrestling on that best of the United States Championship, um, going all the way back to right. 1985. With it was uh, 
uh, uh, was it Tully Blanchard and uh, uh, Flair? What? Flair? No, it was Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA. It was what the dude's name was. Um, But yeah, watch watch some of those. You know, just not a whole lot. Watch maybe another twenty minutes of the Matrix. Trying to trying to finish that. Yeah. Slowly, slowly get my way through the matrix before I fall asleep. Yeah, you are not the one, but <laughs> I'm so tired when I hit the bed. It's not even funny. Okay. Uh, but that's yeah. any walk on you got? Um, that's, that's really kind of it, man. Fourth of July is coming up. You're going to blow off some fireworks. Do you do, do you do the fireworks thing with the kids? They're strictly prohibited at the uh, the old townhouse complex. Oh, I've enough. gotten about six emails this week reminding me of that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, I have some country style short ribs I'm going to cook up tomorrow. I was thinking about getting either like some regular ribs or maybe a small spiral ham to smoke as well. So it's going to be a meat weekend. I don't got any kids. Like I already tried to see if they wanted to do something, but mom's got plans or some bullshit. So we get, uh, I'm I'm working tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm grilling out for the guys tomorrow. And then, uh, they're they're shutting down the plant Saturday Sunday, so I'll be off. I think both days, which is cool. And then nice. I think Jolene's got to do blood work Friday um, or tomorrow, I should say. This is Thursday as we're recording this. It's uh, correct. Got to have uh, blood work Friday and then a COVID test Saturday in West Des Moines. So <sighs> she's not gonna like that, you know, bud. That's not gonna be great. So and then we're supposed It'll to be, do uh, quarantine AF, but it's like it's a holiday weekend. I, I, we're, I mean, we're gonna do fireworks, so got to find the line there you know so yeah i think you can still be smart about it oh, like yeah. don't don't let keyblade over and yeah i mean probably no kids like you know, some family come over and see her but that's really about it so yeah you gotta be careful you don't, definitely don't want to no. fuck around once you got to go into major open major heart surgery basically. surgery yeah yeah well good good luck to that i mean that's gonna happen next week so uh pr- probably not a show next week i'm guessing yeah I, we'll 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 see I'm I'm hoping okay. if if everything goes well and I, I I am you know in good spirits and not so worried, I, I will gladly be here uh, on points to make sure that we are uh, you know have some semblance of normalcy. Um, but I, I don't want to well, put the cart before the horse. This one you get a pass. I'm not going to no, shit all over you. Thank God for that. That's the one thing I was yeah. worried about. Oh, your kid had surgery? Nah, fuck that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm with you. All right. Well, for uh, the old DTS podcast, we're getting closer to getting back to that tight 90. Well, uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week, though. It's been it was a pretty quiet news week, yep, which is surprising that we're still over 90 at that point. Yeah. Um, we made it work, though. Don't we? We, we, we always listen. We always got the banter. It might it, it might say five <laughs> might say five with that ruler. I'll stretch it to a seven. Oh, you know that, bud. Listen, you just got to find the right ruler. <laughs> you know, I've, I've learned that lesson, bud. I saw, listen, I know you don't want to talk about TikTok, but I saw a uh, fucking funny TikTok today. Thanks for listening. DTS podcast. Uh, I'm it, was, it was Elmo, right? It was this guy that had an Elmo. Yes, you sent it to me. I saw it and I was, oh, yeah. I was playing it and the kid loves Elmo and she's like, I want to watch. And then he's like, watch <laughs> you shut your yeah, fucking mouth. Like, oh, nope. It's like, there's Tony again. TikTok. All right. Back well, at it. You go look it up online. Elmo, three inches. You know the deal. For the uh, DTS podcast, I'm Tony. Eric. Goodbye. We out here. We out here.